0: Podcast. The Nerdist Podcast It's gonna sex you The Nerdist Podcast He's gonna have sex with you The Nerdist Podcast The Nerdist The Nerdist, the Nerdist. He's nervous Fuck it to begin and then it begins.
1: So that's the I hope you guys like the theme song. I I I paid this Ecuadorian gentleman I met $30,000 to make it just so I could have the rights for it forever, you, you know?
2: know? It's funny because like, we waited so long for it to happen and it really is worth it.
1: It, it was. <laughs> we, we were going to start this three months ago and I was like, no, I, I want the theme song to be just right. You
2: got to have the right theme song before you get into a podcast. And I was
1: like, uh, I was like um, Senor Abuelito, should we, you know, do you want some uh, instrumentation or do you want some any orchestration? And he was like, no, no, I want it to be retro. Yes. And yes. so uh it was I think it was worth it. It was it was worth every penny. It was worth every penny. Is his microphone okay?
2: I th- I think go ahead. Has it did it receive all my funnies before that
3: moment? <laughs> it got him, but
2: okay. your funnies <laughs> Not are peaking. As well as these.
1: <laughs> your your funny your funny should never go into the red, just green like right barely into the red.
2: I like to keep it at maybe with two bars of sound.
1: So this is the essentially the first um nerdist. Branded podcast Essentially uh, or is? Well, it is, it is It's like the No, it is the <laughs> yeah. thing um, This is funny I was Actually, when Matthew Oh, Matt Myra Right here Mac Genius uh, Is running the podcast uh, Technologically Hi And uh, Jonah Ray Is over there on, oh. on no ones and twos That I can see at all
2: There's one right here The microphone
1: Alright Well, there's no twos I
3: can't no. tell if Jonah's just Ambiently picking up Or if that's coming off His
2: microphone can you tell now? Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: So he is He is being picked yeah, up? Good.
2: You better believe it.
1: Well, it, it's funny. When Matt, Matthew and I met at a Starbucks to talk about doing the podcast, and there was a girl who recognized the barista, uh, <laughs> and he recognized... Well, that's what they're called. That's. And he recognized her, and she said, Yeah, isn't your name Taylor? And he goes, Yeah. Aren't you Shelly? And she's like, Yeah. And they recognized her, and she goes, Yeah, because... I was all like I know that guy and I felt like saying you first of all you weren't all like you that's exactly how you were and you still are presently and it's funny to me how people don't want to claim responsibility for the present they want to create this yeah. time wall of distance so they don't have to commit to anything
3: previously
2: well, 4 yeah. seconds ago yeah it's I was like that and to be able to do that as soon as you can is is great like you know like the same thing was like Someone walks in, it, it's like, oh yeah, when you walked in I was all like, who is this
1: guy? But I think it's but I think it I also think it's harder to be judged in the past and like in the present you have to take more responsibility for it. That's true. Because if she's because like, you she said, Oh, if I feel like this now, he could be like, You're dumb now. But in the past was, Yeah, I'm not like that I was anymore. All like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not committed. Through t- I'm just in a weird time mode because I just got into the David Tennant episodes of Doctor Who, and so everything to me is a weird time stream.
2: Just in case you weren't wondering. Uh, this is how people talk
1: on Super Bowl Sunday who don't understand sports. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and none of us are watching the Super Bowl. I
2: really hope my favorite sports team is winning the match today. Are so, they going to? <laughs> I really do. I hope. Uh, How many hope I, points
1: do you think they will acquire? All, all
2: the points necessary to win. The maximum number of points? The maximum number of points to win the match. Uh, and I hope uh, my favorite color scheme is getting rooted for But in the end I really hope they all have a fun time
1: Well I mean the important, the important thing is That you know when you when you root for a team You are on that team so you should take it As importantly uh, as, as anything that you would undertake yourself Unless
2: your favorite team has already lost uh, The matches necessary to get to the big game Well then, the then
1: they're not my team and they should get rid of Their, um, their uh, Coaching Unit <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: They should get rid of their Coaching person
2: coach 5000 their head <laughs> this computers not making the greatest plays anymore
1: uh, i've i'm never both my parents are sports fanatics and i and I, i'm just not i didn't get i did not get that gene i can't i can't be into something if i feel like i'm not if i can't participate in it i don't understand it maybe yeah. that's just Part of my self-centered nature
2: I had a resentment uh, towards sports uh, Growing up just because like uh, my dad Played football and he never really forced me To get into it but like uh, you know Society did because of my size It's like every (laughs) every time I got into A new school is always like uh, are you going to play Basketball because you're tall are you going to play football
1: My dad didn't force me to get into it he just withheld Food and hugs uh, (laughs) Until I would said that I wanted to Put on a uniform
2: You know you can go about two weeks without a hug Really? Yeah scientifically that's, and then That's after possible. two weeks mm-hmm.
1: um, I f- you know this is uh, because Tom's just sitting here and I, I, w- I want I want I Tom to we be involved were, I
4: didn't know that we were I thought we were kind of like pretend. There's going to be a grand entrance. I know, yeah, I know,
1: I, I know. Really but great. I just feel stupid. Like I feel. I feel first stu- off, I feel stupid with the charade. Like, oh, you're right. right. It
4: is pretty weird because yeah. I'm literally just perched right on a chair, giggling, <laughs>
1: and you have funny things watching. to say, and you should <laughs> not be really. Um, so let me just quickly Listen. introduce first, uh, Tom, Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon is here. Ooh, Hooray. Do you add
4: sound
2: effects to the to the nerd.
0: We're gonna later? add some oh, no.
1: slide whistle and a little bit of uh, hand fart. Hang on. This
2: is gonna be eight bit crowd cheering from Mike Tyson's punch out. No, what you. <laughs> <laughs> now what?
1: Foley is a very important part of any Oh, you have a fucking slide whistle yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Amazing.
4: Well, it's great to be here on the Nerdcast, Chris
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Brought to you
4: by anthracite coal The cleanest burning coal there is <laughs>
1: Brought to you by Slippies Banana Peels If you're not falling out of Slippies, you're not funny Alright,
2: you're listening to Tom and the
1: Geek Let's just point out that
3: he has two different size slide whistles. <laughs> no. That's the professional model.
2: <laughs> and then that's just the cheap kids model.
4: That's just shit for kids. They don't What do they know? They
2: don't know. That sounds like a cartoon slide whistle, than the other one.
4: Okay, by plazometer. meter
1: I kind of like oh. that one. He
2: said a meter Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's a little too uh, Juilliard. It's, it's a little, it's Juilliard It's a little Juilliard school. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like I'm hearing this I agree When I hear this <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now first of all Tom did not bring uh, Two differently tuned Slide whistles To this podcast <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> oh, That would have been So great If they thought <laughs> I did You guys ready <laughs> Guess what
2: Oh please Talk about slide whistles
1: uh, We actually came to Tom's house on Super Bowl Sunday Because I know that Tom as well uh, We've had this conversation There's a
4: very good chance I'll spend the afternoon watching uh, All That Jazz Which is the (laughs) autobiographical film uh, Starring Rory Scheider Mm -hmm. About Bob Fosse's life Which also has uh, the actual premonition of his own death in it, and an some great song and dance.
1: My my guess is what we should do is we should all we should get some we should get some uh, drinks and chips, yeah. watch yeah. all that jazz and cheer like a football game. And then people walk it. by and they lean in, yeah. and they're like, "Who's winning?" And you're like Bob Fosse, yeah. And then they, and then they watch the. Bob Fosse is always with And
4: then, like, right after that, we'll do, like, a pretty woman with some tranny on the street. Yes. <laughs> we take her to Beverly Hills and buy her forks and knives and show her how they work and well, stuff. Well,
1: first we let the salespeople treat her mean, <laughs> and then we come back. We say, we
4: say we go in first, and we say, look, we're going to bring a tranny in here. Be really, really rude. Like,
2: No, I, that was probably what we were going to do anyway. Yeah, yeah.
4: Then we come, we're come. we going to come back later. <laughs> and, then, and, and then... At then which point, gonna... we'll we'll tell her how a fork works.
1: It's going to be a small victory. <laughs> No, Tranny, you don't inject drugs in your arm with a fork. <laughs> no, you, no, you eat you eat you Cobb salad with it. You scoop it. crack on your fork and jam <laughs> it into your veins. And then we
4: play Walking on Sunshine.
1: That's right. Whoa. And then the slide whistle, fucking credits. I mean, as a screenwriter, you really understand story structure. So that's that... this
4: house didn't build itself, Chris. <laughs> that's
1: how it works. Robert McKee Was
2: took, it Robert took McKee? a couple
4: uh, took a couple of Herbie fully loaded to get this uh, to get
2: stately Dangle Manor. Now I want the end of the movie to be like uh, it's like uh, like you know the tranny talks to the guy. She's like, uh, I thought you didn't love me. He's like, Well, just like you, I changed my mind. Yes. <laughs>
4: I'm trying to play Walking on Sunshine, and I don't think I have it. Walking but it's okay because then you won't the have to clear it because it's not anything like that.
1: Okay, about this, and I don't, I don't mean to make the plot convoluted or anything. But let's say the tranny is also. A real... I love
4: that our afternoon has turned into a movie we're making. By the way,
1: <laughs> okay. So the tranny, the tranny is yeah, yeah, yeah. also. a yeah wannabe clown like that's a profession <laughs> and the, and he's called slide whistle yeah and because because yeah. he's a tranny his whistle slides yeah. back and forth oh. like a, that's see how daddy, it works that's what daddy always called me it has a, a like lot pressure. of it has a lot of yes. meanings
3: daddy
4: always called me slide whistle slide whistle <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just introduced it in my mind. I guess the tranny's a giant black man whose daddy called him Slide Whistle. I thought slide we were, we were on the same
2: page with that one. Buying clothes and doing stuff. Slide it's
4: like, whistle. So it's like it's kind of like the story
0: of Patches.
1: Pretending yeah. that he's
0: got Patches uh, Slide Whistle. I know you wants to be a clown. Mm-hmm. The only thing but I know tr- how to do is, is play. The tranny. Oh,
2: <laughs> tranny the Slide Whistle. What? Okay. Pretty so, good. Pretty Woman Two. Yeah. Pretty Woman Two. Uh, I am
4: going to, with my left hand, uh, text some people at 20th Century Fox and see if we've sold this.
2: That's a great idea. Great. Can you just tweet to them? Just make a fast. Anything? Oh, do
1: you think they're doing anything else today Probably on not. The Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> um, I I knew, found
4: out yesterday who's in the Super Bowl. I knew that you knew.
1: No, I knew I, I know who's in now. I knew New Orleans was me. in it because because they've been winning all year. I work with a guy who's from New Orleans and he had a. Ah, uh, that New city lets the
4: Montemps Roulette, Yeah, I yeah. think
2: it's pronounced New Orleans.
1: New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's uh, New Orleans. The
4: town where Nicolas Cage this year bought two homes.
1: Oh,
2: really? He, he was broke.
1: So uh, now he is.
4: Now look at the first part of my sentence, and then look at what you said. And I'll, I'll, repeat, I'll repeat the first part of the sentence. New Orleans is the town where Nicolas Cage bought two homes this year.
1: Ah, that
4: makes a lot more sense. Who do you, why do you need the two homes? One's in the Garden District, which I get, lovely, right. and one's in the French Quarter. Now, if you've been to New Orleans, and I'm assuming everyone has, the French Quarter and the Garden District are about an 8-12 to 12 minute walk away from each other. Well, It's not real far.
1: That's when you go downtown to see Girls Go Wild. Uh, yeah. You can take a couple. You'll of them be in the quarter. Yeah. And you'll be like, do you like this house or do you want to see another house I have? Or do you want to go
4: to my insurance? vacation house that it's almost a 12 minute walk away from this house?
1: <laughs> it's a 12 minute walk. Yeah. it would probably take more time to drive through New Orleans. Oh, no just doubt. It's uh, one yeah. way and yeah, yeah. confusing. Um, well, Nicholas, Cage, I don't know. Nicolas Cage, he's. Maybe uh, he just
2: fell in love with it during the Port of New Orleans. Now, my question mm-hmm. is this
1: How do you, when in the press it says mm-hmm. you're broke, how do you walk yeah. into a bank and go, hey, I want hey I want to buy a house and they're like sure I have two I need, I
2: need a
4: couple of mansions here and they're like great <laughs> yeah. great
1: do they do credit checks at that point or do they I guess they don't do a, a background check they're just like oh
4: my god National Treasure 2 Book sure, of Secrets was that what it's
1: called? National Treasure 2 book, yeah, book that was of... the sequel
4: That's what they, they call the sequel Who's called National Treasure 2 yeah. Garden of Wieners what was it called? Garden
1: of Wieners uh, I think it's called Carnival of Slide Whistles where he <laughs> solves a circus mystery <laughs>
2: guys all the clues are right here on the circus money <laughs> And then he breaks apart the slide whistle, and the map's on the, the inside. The map is inside, of it. inside the whole time. And then he's got to roll the slide
1: whistle in clay, and then that, and then he flattens it oh, out. Okay. I was, uh, yeah. I was genuinely disappointed when I oh,
3: went. Oh, Matt, to you're see, here. Yeah, <laughs> when I went to see that. I've been fucking with Jonah's levels since, since forever.
2: Dog, don't fucking my levels. What are you there, saying yeah. about National Treasure? Jonah's too, Book of weird winners?
3: voice. Anyway, I'm National Treasure. I time. was very disappointed when I got there, in the line from the trailer, "This dollar bill's trying to tell me something," wasn't in the movie.
1: Oh, wasn't they cut that? The dollar bill's trying to tell me something, and I was
3: genuinely pissed off.
1: Now, Tom, you make movies. Uh, yeah. When you do, do you? Herbie have, Fully
4: Loaded, and to name a few.
1: How much? How many? Uh, how much control do you have over? Like, once you turn in your script, are uh, they like, thank you, and then
4: that's Christmas. pretty much it? Uh, very, very little. Uh, because de- depending Herbie on Herbie Fully movies.
2: Loaded was really good when you turned it in, right?
4: Uh, Herbie Fully Loaded was greenlit off of the first draft. If oh. that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it was. <laughs> Uh there was some really interesting things. That was like a sort of a gritty movie about a girl racer in a family of male racers. I'm serious. And then Lindsay Lohan got attached, and then it kept getting uh weirder and weirder. Um uh,
1: take out the rape scenes. Uh
4: there was some well, there's a lot of showering when we found out Lindsay got attached. Um, <laughs> was
3: Herbie the Love Bug always the car?
4: Uh no. For a while we we also for a while were working on something called Unswald the Death Bug as his like nemesis. Our our background for Herbie was that a little boy had died inside of him, seeing his mother get murdered also. Oh, And that yes. that's why he was, uh, sort of, had come to life. That's going to uh, leave yeah. some sort of a spectral stain. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, absolutely. When that, when spectral stain, exactly. Yeah.
1: And then a bunch of douchebags well, why, why on the, is the Travel car, Channel are going to come in and, right. oh, fuck their way through. Why, why,
4: the, why is the car driving itself around? <laughs> it's haunted, obviously, by something. <laughs> yes. I guess yeah. it is. What the fuck or else would kids. that be? Or it's kid. Or it's, yeah. yeah. Or it's Kit. Or, or it's a brain. Yeah, it's a super brain. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the, but there wasn't anything in the original Herbie that suggested that it was a super brain. It just he just had a personality.
4: He would love to bump you in the bottom when you were looking uh, when you were doing something funny, or he'd give you, you were a little. Don like, Knotts. If you're nuts. <laughs> you're Don Knotts, Watch out when you're <laughs> bending over to we look at those nuts and bolts because you might get a bump on the fan. There was
1: that '60s. There was like that '60s trend of like anthropomorphizing things. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
4: well, Mr. Limpet. Well, that was the turning a man into a fish.
1: Uh, the shaggy dog. All shaggy the shaggy dog. There's a lot of
4: yeah, uh, personification of items and animals. Right. Yeah. What do what do you call that? Personification.
1: Personification, yeah. or, or if or if it resembles a man, you would say anthropomorphizing. Anthropomorphizing. Yeah. Could sure. Put a face on. What do you call it when
4: it's fish? Pescophomorphizing.
1: Pescophomorphizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don Nazi. Not sub. When everything turns
0: into ah, donuts,
1: <laughs> I can't do it. Dana Gould has an
3: amazing. But what about my movie. mother? The car wasn't that the dead mother haunted the car. Oh yeah, is that true? Oh, yeah.
1: and Mr. Ed too. Mr.
3: Or or talking Mr. Horse. Ed talking about
2: where a guy died is? in a horse. And those are the horse. Uh,
4: those. They run those on. Who who here gets? I have no cable TV, which is a life choice here at this house. Oh really? Yeah, uh, that's incredible. We uh, we don't have cable, but we do have over the air high def, and there is a channel on. Uh, in L.A., like it's 5.1 or 5, I think it's 5.5, called This TV.
1: What? Has anybody seen it? No, is it some no. crazy pirate here's, signal?
4: Here is, it's not a pirate signal. Here is the mission statement of This TV 5.5 over-the-air uh, HD digital. Show the shittiest movies ever made by human beings. Period. Period. End of mission statement. Um, they, you for could example, probably buy the rights of the, those on Craigslist. The first mm-hmm. night I turned it on, I'm amazing. Mo- I'm amazed most of my movies aren't on it every night. But the first night I tuned in, it was called. Uh, it was a Richard Lewis, Sean Young movie where they had what? to get a dog to Monte Carlo past the evil John Candy, uh, called Once Upon a Crime. Oh, yeah. Also with Sybil Shepherd. And Jim Belushi. And you can kinda tell like the whole cast is on cocaine. Like
1: the whole time they're making the film. Well that's a movie you make to sustain your cocaine habits. Exactly. Exactly.
4: And it's also like, hey, you want to go to go to Rome with Sean Young for like a summer? Yeah, sure. And do like a ton of cocaine (laughs) and get a doctor. She only
1: seems slightly kooky. Yeah. Let's Um. take her out of the country. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, load her up on coke and then chew a movie with a dog. Did the dog talk at all? Dog doesn't talk. So they would just had to get the dog. We just got to get this boy. damn dog to Monte Carlo. Was that dog yeah. like a purebred belong to it is. someone? It
4: uh, had like a tiara or something, a jeweled necklace or something.
3: Why didn't they just take the necklace? Wouldn't that be easier to smuggle than a dog? Shit.
4: A story that story doesn't <laughs> no. hold up, does it? Damn it! Once upon a crime. Where were From you when they were cr- when they were cracking the story on Once Upon a Crime? To the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Where's
1: my police box? Can... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who. Everything's gonna keep going back to wow. Doctor Who for me. It's really good, you guys. Doctor Who. Are Who's you watching really the, good. the updated Doctor Who? Yes. I didn't see and they were great, right? It's. awesome. Everybody says they're great. I instantly was hooked. Uh, Christopher Eccleston was in the first season. I've never seen that then guy not be he... intense. And then
4: why did he not do the second season? He just had, he felt like he'd finished it. Right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody what? told. There was some big story about like the well as is always they're changing Doctor Who
1: well the story that I'd heard was that he was a little intense to work with and he probably like his character Doctor Who is the the way that they portray him is very like ah I'm very goofy and ah I'm kooky yeah and it was I've never seen Christopher Eccleston play anything other than like uh, tortured and intense yeah and so it yeah. I, maybe it just maybe it just hurt his heart to <laughs> play a lighthearted person for so long. The only but
2: Doctor Who I've seen is uh, from that episode of Extras, where Ricky Gervais's character does like a, a bit part in one of the episodes. That's oh, and the then in the new Doctor Who, yeah, that's right. That's
4: too. in the that was actually in the Extras, I believe, finale because it goes he goes downhill from they show just a short shot of him doing that. Yeah,
2: there's a slug man. He meets his,
4: his agent, and the the only options left are. Monster on Doctor Who, <laughs> <laughs> and then the British version of Big Brother, which yes. is I guess still a big hit over there. Yeah, and he he, he says no to both, and then in quick succession they the show movie. him as the monster on Doctor Who. And then in the house, and he's like got some weird. He like looks like Gumby, right? He's like yeah, a, it's just
2: like a weird gelatinous sort of. Like he's just a, like
4: he's also not just a monster. He's like the crappiest thrown together yeah. slapdash monster
2: they can like, do. He oozes a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and it's killed. It's really oh. it's great. It's funny. Uh, big Brother is still a huge hit in uh, England. That's why they did a recent. A uh, zombie miniseries based around the Big Brother house called uh, Dead Set. They did. It's uh, that's it's, a good idea. It's amazing. It's yeah, basically, like a great the whole idea. zombie outbreak happens outside of the Big Brother house, but they have no Brilliant. idea because they're is, yeah, is it Big Brother branded? branded? Uh, yeah, it has like, the actual host lady. That's an Edgar
4: Edgar Wright worthy idea.
1: Now yeah. that's the kind of shit that British television does. It's so genius. Like all those Alan Partridge series oh, yeah, that yeah. take place at different points in his life. No. And then ties back to, that's it, like, that's, we never do stuff like that no, in don't. American television. Just
2: because they want, like, how's that going to go for 100 episodes is probably the way. Right. Yeah, like, uh, it's like yeah they don't television, care that. It's yeah. like, they're like, six episodes, that's great. Let's make a movie on TV, basically. Right.
1: And then they're done. Yeah. Forever. And that then It's awesome. perfect. It's like a
4: mandala.
3: <laughs> Are you? The British office only ran, you know, those 13 episodes. I think, correctly, because now we're at, like, what, 150? One,
4: I actually think that we're at exactly 100 over, what well, the I think it's 114, or is it 150? Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: it's yeah. just so, there's such little now to do with those characters. Yeah. That... It's,
2: it's neat, like, because it just makes it easier to, like, get into a show. It's kind of like, you know, like, when I first heard uh Guided by Voices, I was like, oh, this is great, I'm going to go get a Guided by Voices album or two. And then you yes. see in the record store they have 80 albums. And it's like, right. where do you start at that point? How do exactly, you get yeah. into it, you know? It's just it's time and money. Spent.
4: I always thought that about record albums, too. Like, there's the occasional Beastie Boys record. I'm like, mm, did this need 28,
2: 26 tracks? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well or would I love it, would I love, like, 11
2: really amazing ones? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I like a 10, 11-track album. Yeah. Well, I
1: think it's, I don't know, I, I, I guess that's just kind of short-term thinking. Like, yeah, oh, we made these, let's just all cram, let's cram them all on here for yeah. people. Right, so they why can... not
4: take two years off and just keep putting records out that were
1: that one record? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Because I, you know, I hear a lot of I, I hear like Radiohead bootlegs, and they're playing songs I've never heard. Yeah, and they're old, and I'm yeah. like, well, I wonder why they didn't release these. And maybe it's yeah. maybe they just kind of go, well, this didn't really fit the this didn't really fit the theme of the album we were making, yeah. and so we'll just chuck I it bet. to the side. As good
4: as their music is, I bet it sucks to be in Radiohead. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of unbelievably depressing, like bus rides with each other. <laughs> you know, where you're all just kind of each one of you is looking out the window and not wanting to talk to the other one, and just kind of. Quietly thinking about killing all the other ones. And
1: <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Tom does seem intense. I, it, you know, my my it, it my, doesn't seem
4: like they're having a, a goof over there. Now we're I, not running around like the monkeys ever. No, chasing each other UCB around. But what? no, Tom, Tom, Yor- Tom, Tom
2: York? York went to the E yeah. C B to go see a show. Oh, yeah. we'll see Garland's show. Really? Garland. Platter. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: How the fuck did anyone stare at the stage with goddamn Tom York sitting in the audience? I don't know. I I I might have a. I have a Tom York failure story, and it haunted me for a long time, but I used to, I worked at K-Rock in the 90s, sure. uh, which is a station in Los Angeles, if you aren't listening to this podcast in Los Angeles. slide whistle awarded. Good slide whistle to you. Papa always called me slide
4: whistle.
2: <laughs> well, that's pretty good.
4: All hands on deck. All hands on deck. A, that was my most doctor Whoey sort of sound I could make for you. That was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> a, sure. can, can we have, have to get out. to the TARDIS. The Strange,
2: Brew, uh, Strange Brew by Cream? Uh, no, Strange Brew, uh, Bob and... Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's yeah, Take yeah. Off to the Great White North? Yeah, do the uh, By Geddy Lee? Yeah.
4: Not right. <laughs> well, no, give me... It. Chris, keep talking about what you're talking about. I'm just going to be way in the background practicing that. Are you going to go, go, go practice <laughs> your? <yourself>? was
2: <laughs> <laughs> So... What what are you saying? Something intense about your dad, right?
1: Yeah, so it's like, you know, you can't drink your way to love. You can't. No, man, you got to fucking open up and... Did you get it?
4: (laughs) That's close enough. Oh, God, it's harder than it looks.
1: Maybe you should use the G. Maybe you should use the G slide whistle. Yeah, see? But you know what, though? That's why that's a professional slide whistle. We
0: found this mouse.
1: By the way, that looks like a pipe bomb. You could not carry that on a plane and be like, no, it's a slide whistle. I
2: think you just had it. It was, was pretty it? close.
1: Yeah. Ah, it yeah. was close. It was really close. The slide whistle, I'm going to say, probably one of the most difficult instruments to play yeah, because yeah, there's so no... The because you know, there's, the uh, there's no gauge. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know
4: a great musician is that guy who does your theme song. Yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> it's called, what is the words? It goes? It goes... Nerdcast. Yep. The nerdist podcast. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have sex with you. It's gonna have it's sex gonna with you a couple times.
1: It's gonna make sex on you or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nerdist podcast. We went back and forth for months on the lyrics because <laughs> we They're wanted really them to be tight. just right. I wouldn't change them. Well well, you can't. I mean, if you pay thirty thousand dollars for something, you know, you gotta it's it's set in stone. I mean, we might as well I don't know if I would have chosen it's gonna have sex with you as like
4: the middle part, but you don't whatever.
1: think so? Well, that's called a bridge, Tom. I mean, you're, you're a good yeah. movie writer, I but I guess I should know. I mean, yeah. you, attack, we you should not bridge. attack good songwriting. In we
4: call The Bridge the second part of Act 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but in songs, we just call it The Bridge. The bridge. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and it yeah. just kind of glides you into the third yeah. part. It's pretty good.
4: It's going to have sex with you or it's going to have sex on you. It's, it's going to have, really have sex remember. with
1: or on you. I'm not sure. It's, you know, mainly there is a little bit of a language barrier, but I feel like that yeah. gives it... Is there a box set of that guy that I could get
4: somewhere or something? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You've got to go to Amoeba probably. You yeah, have to go to Amoeba and then they treat you bad first. They make you feel guilty for liking what you like and then and then
2: they'll say as as a former here we go okay here um, we go people project their own uh like their own worries about what they're buying like so many times every day like, you know, someone puts their huge thing of CDs on the counter and they go, <laughs> I know, some of this is... <laughs> you're probably thinking yep. to yourself...
1: I project I project all of my own worries on the angry, condescending gentleman behind the counter.
2: Hi, how can I help you? Can you believe I'm buying this? Yes, because it's music and music is subjective. And you probably like a song on there. Oh, no. People, well, are, like, people are very worried about that. The cool you would record. sound like an
3: asshole if you said that. <laughs> to me. That's what, <laughs> that's
2: what they would say to me. I went to uh, Amoeba
4: uh, for the... Do, first time in a, like a year the other day. Um, it's really amazing. I bought that stupid, they got me with that stupid Beatles re-release box. Oh, they did? They I, got me. They And it's stu- it was stupid, but I they, I was not going to not get it. But then, all the mono, so. when the cashier, lo- I didn't get the mono, I got it. Because like, I have my stereos in stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> so I also could get it on wax, on play it on the Edison recorder, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, Paul,
0: come in here. I need you. I need you. Um,
4: oh, that was Alexander Graham Bell, sorry. Close. Closest. Uh. But actually, I did feel like because the quirks are so snooty, I did like you have to get the Beatles' new box. It's, they keep it behind the counter. So you have to ask for it. And the guy gave me the look of, like, if I have to go pick this up and you don't buy it, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I'll take it. I don't even
1: care. Do, do, just do you, sh- when he handed you the to box, point. you should have looked at the baggage and been like, oh, are these guys any good?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you hear <these> guys? <laughs> it's these guys like? you heard of me. these guys? The you heard these guys? So good. Who has
4: seen. And I'm guessing you all have at the beginning, the beginning animation that opens the game Beatles Rock Band. Yeah, it's did amazing. it make you cry? Uh, yes. The, like, it, I, got, I, really got, I got, I got, I got choked up. Do you not get choked up a little bit? You I have not seen it. I've not, not be, seen it yet.
2: I wanted that to be uh, like a, a, an a, a, cartoon. a movie a that movie. continues forever. Yeah, exactly. It, it is so oh, beautiful. Yeah,
4: I want to go live in that. Yes. I'd yeah. rather live there than where we live on earth
1: people place <laughs> meanwhile yeah. john lennon is reportedly one of the meanest people to ever live yeah yeah you think oh. that's I, yeah. I i like if you if you look at any of the, like the autobiography or well, yeah. not the autobiography um it the autobiography written a in Ouija. Uh, but the but the biography that was written about him this is kind of like yeah, yeah he was he was the kind of guy that if you know yeah, i can see that if you comfort- were if you were slow con- he would confronta- call you richard he seemed a little guy. confrontational yeah. yeah. i imagine that he if, had
4: uh, really 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 bad childhood
1: I would imagine. I believe witnessed his mother's death, right?
4: Oh, right. really? Yeah. Well, that's
1: supposed to make a supervillain, right? Uh, did he witness I, I his mother's did, death and, and there was plutonium
2: nearby? Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: a uh, Did he not witness his mother's death? His mother was run over by a, like a drunk,
1: a off-duty bus, cop.
4: Oh, yeah,
2: and now John oh. Lennon kills serial yeah. killers, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yep, that's <laughs> right. He hunts serial killers and he works for the Miami not, PD.
4: Not yeah. a bad comic book, The Ghost of John Lennon.
1: Just going around. Someone should out, totally do a John Lennon comic book, like, supervillain. I read a comic book years ago
3: that was... Done as though Paul McCartney had died, and that whole "Paul is dead" thing was real, and it was like John Lennon was dealing with the whole God thing. that comic like for nobody. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> the most
4: boring thing. This should be, by the way, that should also be one of the other subplots of Watchmen. <laughs> that's, that's like John, the perfect the, other thing. The that Paul McCartney, McCartney died to die, and then like spend like two hundred pages on that idea. Yeah, but it
3: was like I remember these panels with like people talking, like they were saying like. Why don't the people who really wrote the songs for Paul come forward? And it showed like Willie Nelson writing Let It Be. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. This
4: is a comic (laughs) book literally for no one. Where did you find this?
1: Uh, In a comic book. In my own notebook? In Cape Cod, like when I was eight. And it's probably still in that silver. Well, I bought it. Oh, you did. There weren't many. You have it. I have it. You yeah. still have it. Yeah, I do. And what, how does this comic book like? What's the story?
3: It's the Beatles. So it's a comic book of the Beatles, and then they have this one-off issue. Oh, so it's like it's Bizarro like,
4: universe. Yeah, himself. where Paul actually it's a what if. A what if. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and
3: then they it's a doomsday scenario. They show like Brian Epstein going to get the guy that won the Paul McCartney look-alike contest <laughs> to be Paul because okay. It didn't. Now I hate it. Anyway, yeah. awkward.
4: Now I hate that comic book. I'm sorry. You just it's it's in. a right. very strong possibility I'm related to John Lennon. That is a strong possibility. It's very, very you guys strong. Said there aren't we're, there aren't that many Lennons and they're all from the same area basically.
1: Well, yeah. you know, I don't mean to brag, but I think I might be related to Edward Hardwick who was in the um uh the Sherlock Holmes uh series in England. Which one?
4: Yeah. The one with uh with Jeremy With um, Jeremy uh, Brett. Jeremy Brett. It was yes. amazing. I just over Christmas when I was really sick and you came over, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I watched like Back to back in a row, because you can, on Netflix On Demand, who has that? I do. The no. best. Roku Box. The
2: best. That's why we're watching Doctor Who. Oh, It's, oh, it's the, the best. best, except for the selection of movies they have. <laughs> that, it's it's grows,
1: getting better. It grows every better. day. But for, grows. TV, yeah, yeah. but for TV series, it's so much easier to license, and so yeah, you, yeah. you can just
4: get. Just check back every day, because there's always more. Yeah. yeah um. There. But uh, they have all of the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmeses. And they're great. And I had a fever of about 102, so I was just laying in bed, tripping my balls off. Watching him, thinking, God, he's awesome.
1: Are you sure that's just a fever? I mean, your balls should... No, they might have come... They actually attached. went off. No, they went off for are a little you, while. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I don't feel great. <laughs> I don't feel great. Pepper, what Pepper what, what would it sound
2: like if your balls came off? That's what I thought. Oh. <laughs> that's them that rolling down the stairs. <laughs> Toward a clown. Yeah. And no. off to the circus. Yeah, then they go down the street. This is all stop motion. Ooh, look, an ice cream truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they... <laughs> And they pull up to a gas station, and they go, fill her up, and then a a guy puts the tank in, they're getting gas, and then they try to start up, but it doesn't start,
0: and it doesn't start.
1: All right, now let me open the hood on this. All right, let me uh, play with the alternator. Okay, I think I got it. Try it again. Great, you're good to go. Thanks for fixing Tom's balls. (laughs) Tom was
3: twisting the whistle left to right, doing nothing to change the tone. Yeah, that was
1: that was me doing. I
4: was like performing the slide whistle.
3: That was him. Some of the Hendrix stuff, not all. That was him him (laughs) trying to do the whammy
1: bar on the slide whistle.
4: (laughs) Jimi Hendrix could have made. He could have played the guitar in a way that made it look easier but the fact that it looks like he's full of passion and losing in his mind and in a crazy battle with that's what hand. i try to do yeah. that's what i try to do with the slide whistle to me it's like the devil has given me the slide whistle and I have to fight it away when I'm playing. Yep. Because I
2: don't. I don't want this devil whistle. The, de- the devil gave you the slide whistle as punishment to everyone else around. You. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like I feel like I'm the sol- I'm, I'm yeah. the Salieri slide whistle to your Mozart yeah, 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 slide yeah, yeah, whistle. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna throw this in yeah. the in the fire mm-hmm. and never love. Why? Again. Why God?
4: Why implant the desire? <laughs> Thank you,
1: padre. Thank you. How does he do it? Gracias. It's like. It's it's like an entire symphony of slide whistle is pre written in his head, and he's just taking
0: dictation.
4: I worry that kids today haven't seen that movie yet. Amadeus? It's such a what great movie. What I consider movie. to be, I think, other than Brazil, which is, I think, the best movie ever made, the other best movie ever made is Amadeus. And yeah.
1: how come? Like, where the where the fuck did Tom Hulse go? Where the fuck
4: did Tom Hulse Was go? Was awesome. actor like ever? Amazing of the time. in Parenthood. Amazing, amazing in, in Amadeus. What did happen? Somebody quick Google. What the fuck happened to Tom Hulse?
1: I don't know. Oh, speaking of Tom's, let me tell my Tom York story while you're while someone's googling okay. Tom Hulse. I'll Google Tom Hulse. Um.
2: <laughs> that, Let's all Google Tom Hulse.
1: That that sounds like some sort of a government directive. That's a code for something. Uh, we're googling Tom Hulse.
2: <laughs> I uh, I saw uh, Amadeus uh, pretty young, and because my parents just showed it to me, and I was surprised how much I was into it as a kid. Like how much I liked it and thought it was hilarious. I saw it
3: once, like when I was. That's great that. There's
2: also that one uh, Christopher Guest uh, Billy Crystal sketch uh, Those guys It's like What's the thing called like, yeah. I remember that cause Oh he like, oh, gained a lot of weight <laughs> <laughs> Update on Tom Hosey He's gained a lot of weight In the past years um, But like uh, They had the whole thing It's like You see that movie Amadeus and so, yeah, and so uh, I always like call it that now, but no one ever remembers that sketch. I
1: loved those. I loved those characters. What's the thing called
2: when you? you sixteen pound dumbbell you found running around the rumpus room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was such a great sketch. Yeah. Um, all right, so Tom Tom York's story. I'm working at K Rock. Uh, I'm backstage at the Acoustic Christmas one year, which is one of the two yearly concerts that K-Rock does. Is and if you're, an if, you're an if you're an on-air... What's the other one? Weenie Roast. If you're an on-air person... Did that pay off the way you intended?
3: I had no idea what All it right. was, though. I just was curious. Weenie Sorry. Roast is
1: spring, uh, and, uh, and uh, Acoustic Christmas is obviously mm-hmm. Christmas, and not really acoustic. <laughs> anyway, um, so when, you, when you're on-air at K-Rock, you get these god badges, and you can go fucking anywhere, and it's awesome. So I'm backstage in the green room, and this the the year is 1996. So that's creep, huh? It was just after yeah, it was after creep. Actually, 96 would have been um the well the bends would have been out at that point. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, I'm a Radiohead nerd. Or the Benz didn't come out. So blah blah blah. All right, mm-hmm. fuck it. It's not important for the story. Anyway, I'm a huge Radiohead fan. And they, one of the K Rock uh, people came up to me. and They're like, "Hey, do you want to interview Radiohead?" Jed the Fish was supposed to interview him, and he had to go do something else. And I go, "Sure." So I walk over to Radiohead, and I'm like, "Hey, Radiohead, what do you want to talk about?" And Tom York stands up, and he just goes, "This interview's over," and he just storms off. Oh, <laughs> he, I guess he was pissed because Jed the Fish blew him off, and so they were, it, and they didn't. And you want had it. done,
4: you had said, the sentence, hi Radiohead, what do you want to talk something
1: about?" Something like that, yeah. And he, uh, he just didn't, he just this didn't like is me. Over. He didn't like me and didn't like that the second stringer was coming in to interview. And so
2: I requested Jed the Fish. Exactly. Interview. I know.
1: Seriously. And so later that night, I saw him at the, at the party backstage. Yeah. And I, I went up. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I don't know what happened, but I really I'm sorry. And he didn't even respond. He was just like, yeah, you know, and then and then walked away. And I was like, wow.
4: You remember what I said about riding on the tour
1: bus with these guys? Yes, I know. <laughs> okay, but for years. my theory about what Radiohead's like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for for years, you know, like if you have a, a failure voice in your head that whenever you fuck up as like a coach or something, like you'll never achieve anything. In my head, I always heard this interview is over because uh, of, of Tom York. Yeah, yeah and just, still love him. One of yeah, the I think
2: the One of the only things we differ uh, in as far as stuff we like is that uh, I call Radiohead overrated Diohead. <laughs> <laughs> it that almost
4: yet. rolled off really smoothly. And then <laughs> overrated Radio, overrated the Diohead, over Radiohead. It works.
2: Got, it works though. If you see it spelt out. No,
4: I I, I love. It. I got yelled at by James Gandolfini. Did you really? Yeah. I got actually yelled at. You by
1: mean the James same Gandolfini. guy who broke the scene in that play with Jeff Daniels in mm-hmm. New York where they were doing a live stage show and James Gandolfini goes, "Hey, can we start the scene over?" and no, and, didn't. and Jeff Daniels goes, "Well, I guess we're going to now." <laughs> then they had happen? to start it over. Yes. That really happened. That really happened. But please tell me your James Gandolfini story. That really happened. That really happened. They were doing wow. a play in a li- live show. Play means live. No notes, no, like no post. Nicol,
4: that's like Nicole Williams and stuff. That's and he like...
1: he just stopped. He was like, "Oh, can we start the scene James again?" Start the scene again. Uh well, I guess we're gonna now. And so they did.
4: That's fantastic. I was sneaking around. Okay. I, we were in Las Vegas for that. You know <laughs> to they be moved fair, it was in his trailer. They stopped doing the the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen, and they started right. doing it in Vegas, which That's was a, one year, right? the biggest bummer of the yeah. of the history of the world. So right. uh, instead of going to the, the the gingerbread town of wonderful fun, just fucking Vegas with fucking tits and glitter and sadness. The land so, of regret and, yeah. and, and so, bloody rectums. Gandolfini was there. I was there doing a show with Toby Huss, and then... My wife and I are walking through the casino and I see James Gandolfini and I do what any normal person would do. I say, let's follow him (laughs) (laughs) and see where he's going. So we follow Gandolfini for like a while. I'm lurking in the shadows behind James Gandolfini (laughs) through Caesar's palace. James Gandolfini is going to meet someone I know very well. My friend Lenny, who I forgot is friends with James Gandolfini. Mm -hmm. So I come around the corner. So you think you got an in? I'm lurking behind him like Gollum in the shadows Mm -hmm. (laughs) and... He runs into a friend of mine. is like, Tom, what are you doing lurking back there in the shadows? Blah, blah, blah. Meet Gandolfini. Take the friend away. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I took his friend who didn't have any money and he was playing Gandolfini. was playing like $100 hands of blackjack. Mm-hmm. I take the friend away to see a show. In the meantime, he loses Gandolfini, who he's there with. So I've like kidnapped his friend by accident. I've friend-napped him. Okay. And now Gandolfini doesn't have his buddy with him. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I see Gandolfini later, and I say, hey, Lenny's looking for you. He's trying to find you. He went to Pure to go find you, because I don't want him to be the guy who stole his friend. Sure. Because he's Tony Sprano, and I love him. Right. And I said, he went to the nightclub Pure to look for you. And Gandolfini looked at me with the most, with more rage than I've ever seen a living human being have for anyone else. And he said, yes, I know that. <laughs> it was the most horrifying thing that ever happened uh, to me. And I was trying to tell him where his friend had Are you had sure gone. you were talking uh, to Eddie
1: Bebbitone? <laughs> Uh, it was. I know it did sound like that No that, But That's you intense. can kind of But
4: Then Okay Then a couple minutes later He was talking to the concierge At the Caesars Palace Las Vegas I go Walk down the hall with my wife And I start to almost cry Because I've just been yelled at By Tony by Soprano By one of your idols right? By literally Like there's no one I could love more Who could have yelled at me That would have made me feel worse Right um, Then he comes down the hall Gandolfini's coming behind me and there's no escape route. There's nowhere I can go. And I've just been yelled at by him. And I hear him coming and I see him and he's coming and he's heading straight fucking for me. So I'm like, now he's going to punch me right? because he's yeah. so mad. And he comes up and he taps me on the back and he says, you uh, you have a show, right? And I said, yeah, I do, I do a show called Reno 911. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great show. I like that. And then he walks away. Well, that
1: had to make uh, you feel better.
4: Well, here's yes, but here's what happened. What happened was the concierge who he was yelling at in the... At, at Caesars had, did not have HBO and had never seen The Sopranos but was a huge Reno 911 fan so when I came up to Gandolfini and said your friend's looking for you and he said I'll kill you Right. Um, the guy behind the desk said to Gandolfini hey you know Lieutenant Dangle that's so cool and Gandolfini and then I talked to the concierge later and I see he, apparently what Gandolfini said was yeah he's a great guy Really? Yeah. Wow. After screaming at me, Maybe,
1: maybe just a little bit of that uh, twenty-eight days later anger chimp blood got yeah. in. His so he smoke! as he have some of rage. the anger chimp
4: blood? He, he just got, got a little he bit of rage. Sprayed.
1: That's uh, yep. maybe. That's just, he seems like one of those guys. Just how he communicates. Like if yeah. you go over to your friend's house and the dad's like, "What are you kids doing?" And you're like, yeah. "Why is your dad yelling?" And like, no, no, no that's just this is how he communicates. It's not. He he's not angry.
2: They're just a circumstance. This was the his worst friends?
4: celebrity run and the best celebrity run I ever had. This was awesome. I fairly tipsy at Jerry Lewis's 70th birthday party. Already a good story. Which was at the uh, Hard Rock in New York. or the, I'm sorry, the Planet Hollywood was still there. Or the Hard Rock. It was one of those two places. I, quite drunk, um, had an opportunity to talk to Helen Mirren, who was standing right in front of me. She seems awesome. And I said, excuse me, Miss Mirren, I just want to tell you that I have had a crush on you since the movie Excalibur. I have just been in love with you ever since then. And I just needed to tell you that. And I'm a little bit drunk. I think she'll say thank you and walk away. She doesn't walk away; she stays right there and talks to me like for a while. So now I like kind of have a three-quarter boner, and I'm actually just flirting <laughs> with Helen Mirren. Is her
1: hand on your leg or anything? No, her
4: husband is standing about eight feet away. Well. Yeah. but and she was really nice. Nothing. But, I mean, you I you trade out,
1: info with her or anything? No.
4: I was, well, her husband was right there.
1: Yeah, but still, you know, know. His, his friends. God, she's
4: a hot sixty-year-old woman. She really is. She is. Yeah, yeah, amazing.
1: We all agree on that. I yes. never. I, I'm always afraid to talk to. People that I because mean, like,
4: because well, because once a it usually a while doesn't get, work out well. This over. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. but I feel like that happens a lot of the time because you know you, you you build this thing up in your mind like, oh, that's someone I could totally hang out with, and I totally, and then turns out no, you meet them, and then that you're they, as soon as they recognize you as a fan, they kind of just glaze it kills over. It, it kills that, it. That that yeah, happened yeah. for me with Steve Martin, total failure story because he doesn't want the, the fan conversation. No, he doesn't want the fan conversations. And what and, heard that
4: about Dylan too? Like. I'm sure. The only I'm thing sure. you can't ever talk to him about is like Bob Dylan stuff.
1: But it's weird, it not to. It. If you're like, oh hey, mm-hmm. what are you? Uh... Oh, you're a guy.
4: You're a guy from Minnesota who wears hats sometimes. Here, <laughs> what what Here, are we going to fucking nice talk about? Stash. I yeah. like it. Here, here's an awesome story. Boy, you smoke way too much, old guy yeah. from Minnesota. Friend,
1: friend of mine was at a party and um, they the ran. They ran so. out of beer and he goes, yeah. And there was this guy with a beard on the stairs with a cap pulled down and and this British guy and he goes, oh, I'll, I'll make a beer run. And he looks down, and he realizes it's Elvis Costello. And he's like, you're Elvis Costello. You can't make a beer run. And he's like, no, it's well, fucking fun. He nothing else to say to anybody. Yeah. And, and he just seemed like a totally cool...
4: Because he doesn't want to talk about Allison
1: anymore.
2: Yep. He, he wants to go <laughs> buy beer for people. Yeah. But constantly wants to talk about Radio Radio. It's really weird. That They're is the weird so thing. I um,
1: Over a Radiohead. <laughs> See I, uh, that time it rolled off really nicely. I've got to practice it a couple times. My
2: uh my my celebrity story is is weird because now it's become like he's become a, like a friendly acquaintance of mine. Which is uh, uh, weird Is it now. me? It's oh, Weird Al. It's it's I had the same the experience. Only, with the now. only one of my friends who's not weird. Yes, yep. like he's uh, like an awesomely nice guy. But um, I uh I had, was always a big fan of him and continue to be to this day. Like I never like a lot of my friends just kind of stopped getting his albums. I continue to you yep. know buy everything that came out and be a fan and um. I, I, have, saw, I, have the, uh, I
4: have the new tracks. Oh, you do? Yeah. Nice. The shit. We I, I, got, I got the new stuff. i was uh, supposed to keep them under my hat, so I can't. Uh, but they're awesome. I
1: wondered why you were wearing that hat. Is that full of MP3s? There's MP3s under it. See? I thought it was weird yeah. to wear a derby to a another, podcast. It's like
4: Bartholomew <laughs> Cubbins. There's another hat underneath this one. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, look what's under
1: there. It's like Tom a has a slide whistles splenning. <laughs> okay. And then there's a little mouse under this one.
0: <laughs>
1: you are like a nesting doll of awesomeness. <laughs> so uh, you're... Oh.
2: I was at, I was working at Amoeba and like I I saw him and I remember I blew it the first time I could have said <laughs> hi to him. <laughs>
1: is that a Michael Jordan nesting doll?
2: I bet this uh I bet this nesting doll joke is going I hope it's the rest, of the, go go it's the rest of the
1: 96 bulls. <laughs> it looks
3: like Scotty Pippen comes out. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that who that is? Yes. And then who's inside Scotty Pippen? Is Dennis Rodman. Oh, oh, where's wow. Horace? I'm not sure this is what the Russians uh, had in mind yeah. when they These created nesting Russia. dolls. <laughs> These oh were purchased God. in Moscow. Steve Kerr. Yeah. Oh my God. That is...
2: Wow. That's great. I had a uh, Big Lebowski uh, Ooh, Russian nice. doll that came with the uh, you know the uh, special edition VHS copy.
1: Do I want to hear the rest of your weird owl story? Oh
2: well, like uh, you know, I I saw him perform a song with uh, Ben Folds at like uh, the Ben Folds. Um, Album release show at uh, All Star Lanes in Eagle Rock. I remember that place when it was cool. Yeah, so they still have good shows there. Still good. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I kind of blew it because like, uh, like I just moved to LA and I was like, I can't talk. I'm, like, I just couldn't. I was overwhelmed. So I was working at Amoeba. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's uh, Tom recalibrating his nesting dolls to make That's sure the, no, that the that heads the match the bodies on the image.
2: I was working at Amoeba and he um, he's there selling like a, just like a stack of CDs, probably just all promo stuff. And like uh, I go, like, all right, I'm gonna take my break. I'm gonna try and talk to him and then like uh, I, I go up to him and uh, I just I blow it the first thing out of my mouth is like instead of going uh, excuse me uh you know Al you know, or something like that I just say Mr. jakovic and then like I just cringe and he turns around I go and then and just go for broke I go I'm a really big fan I still am and I do comedy now and it's kind of because of you but like it just went off and I started talking about Frank's 2000 inch TV which is oh, yeah, like one sure. of like my it's favorite song. Weird Al song it's great. and like it's off of Valpalooza. Yeah, um, but like it's just like, I got I still put that on mixes sometimes blah, blah blah. I just want a really big fan. He's like, "Hey, thanks. This is my wife." I was like, "Hi." Anyway, and then like <laughs> I was like, "I work here, but I got to go. I'll see you around, maybe." And then just walked away before he can even say bye. The
1: bummer part is that when you get all excited like that, it's you know because of the way our brains are formed, it's all those higher brain functions get taken over by that lizard's brain stem, <laughs> and so you're trying to express all of these things that you would like to explain eloquently yeah. in one. Uh, ejaculate of fear yeah. and nervousness, and so. But they, he understands. I had the same yeah. thing with Al. I met him in '90, like six, and uh, and he knew who I was because I was doing the singled-out dating show at the time. Don't get excited, yeah. everyone. I know it's me, <laughs> and, uh, and you're probably feeling that nervousness right now, single And so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I held the slide. Was left in my lips. I prepped
4: time. it, but I didn't go. I just. <laughs> i just like to have it. i like to have be ready.
2: i just like to know it's there. I just want a general next to time execute slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not going to do it. No, not going to do,
3: do it. So much anticipation.
2: Um, and, yeah, I had, so
1: I had the same thing with him and then didn't see him again for years until you started bringing him to UCB Alex? shows. Yes. We're and, pretty close. And we got to be yeah. friends again yeah. after that, and he's literally one of the nicest guys. It's yeah.
4: weird because I never thought, like, the first person that would come visit my newborn son in the hospital would be Weird Al. Yet <laughs> like, but, I never knew that that would be what my life would turn into. But he's yeah. like, he, he, and his whole family—they're just about the coolest people. And, in and the it's world amazing.
1: Areas. And it's amazing that you know someone because he really was responsible for you know when I was a kid and and I bought Eat It, just to to, to I my, the second I started listening, to him I just felt my comedy horizons open. Like you can do this. Yeah. Like it yeah. just completely changed my young mind. I was and, listening
4: to the Essential Weird Al, which we the recording which we hosted. And another one. I was holding my son when I when my son, who's a baby now, first heard another one rides the bus, um, and I I got a little bit choked up.
1: It's pretty. It's it was pretty really deal. weird. But and I was I'm standing in my down. kitchen.
4: I, it was the first time I was like, I'm like a dad now because I'm playing him old timey comedy records. And if yeah. you go to the show now, you see people
1: bringing their kids oh yeah. and like passing on yep. the.
2: Yeah, it's really I, the
1: first time I heard One Rise of bus, I was actually riding on a bus and it blew my mind because I felt like the song was inside my life. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I could not understand how it could be so
0: perfect. Yeah.
2: And UHF very underrated comedy uh from that time. I, oh, I, just, yeah, like, I just watched it 2 days ago. It holds up. I love it. It's like it's the it's the smartest way to do like uh you know sketches like like sketch parody of TV shows.
1: Does anyone is anyone doing like you know like Kentucky Fried they Movie are. or do they the do parodies are doing one sketch, sketch right based now. movies? They are. Well, they keep try. doing
2: them and they they tend
4: to fail. So it's really a tricky business. But they fail because they're terrible. Like like I love the guys at the Onion and they're really great dudes. And I wrote something for the all every time the Onion does something, I write something for one of the books. But the Onion movie was like. Have you seen it? No. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you wonder why they don't make more sketch compilation movies, check out the Onion movie. It sounded well, like a dare. You'll... Which is amazing
1: because, you know, Onion News Network the, the, amazing. is amazing. Yeah. It's like the most
4: brilliant. The hobo murder uh, bill that's being read on the floor of the Senate. Have you ever seen, have you seen that one? The no. senator reading about how he murdered a hobo and the bloodlust and how he saw himself covered in blood. Article two, and then I said I've never felt so alive. Sub so paragraph one, I washed the hobo's blood. It's incredible. You got to see it.
2: Yeah, the actors they get for those They're things amazing. are incredible. Yeah. It's it's like it's they do something that no one else seems to do. It's like everyone gets like someone from the comedy community to act yeah. in these things where they actually go and cast actual like real actors. And oh, do just... you
4: see Obama uh, redoes his uh, campaign goals yeah. after meeting the American people? <laughs> uh, it's just about like, instead of like, like hybrid technology and factories with American jobs, let's try to walk to the liquor store. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like he has come up with a new, whole new thing of campaigns and it's being read by like an Obama, like spokesman and it's just perfectly played. Yes. They do a good job. But their, their, their sketch movie was terrible. What's the one, is it Kentucky Fried movie? No. What's the other? Uh, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon and Moon. Moon and the Moon? that's the one with the playboy playmates life of the playmate. We always used to get boners and watch that as a kid. Uh, she spends her whole day naked. Remember, I, it's like the second sketch. I
1: think so. About, I don't remember Amazon Women as much. I, I, I it's also was like got David Alan Greer
4: as the whitest black man who's ever lived. Right?
1: Was that Amazon Women?
4: Or is that? Oh, maybe it was. That is Amazon Women on the
2: Moon, isn't it? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I don't remember Amazon. We'll women take as your calls. Well. Right, take your calls on this <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, go ahead.
4: Phones are ringing off the hook. We're gonna have to a have a time machine. <laughs> if one of our phones rings right now, how fucking awesome would that be?
2: <laughs> if you have a time machine, David just get Dennis. here right Tell now. no, just get here. Tell us right now. Yeah, or
4: just call us. Just pull up right now. If you're a specter in this room, oh, you know what the bummer is? My phone's inside the house. Oh, what if it's ringing? It's, it's probably, probably ringing. You wouldn't even know. This is when we learned that Weird Al has a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Keep in mind, he looks amazing. He looks yeah. incredible. Something's up. Yeah. Vegetarian for a while, though, right? For keeps... thirteen years, at least. Yeah,
1: hey, it's like that. I just read a story about a guy who was a hundred. He was about to turn hundred and five. He used to be a strong man in the like on the New Jersey pier, yeah. mm. and he could still bend quarters with his hands. And he was incredibly lucid at hundred and four. Was about to turn hundred and five. I got hit by a car. That's no. how he died. Yep. Wow! That's how he died. Wow! Got hit. Like they lived, wow. That's how he had to be taken out. Yeah, like he yeah. was
3: bending quarters, and he was always like, "I'm sorry, I
1: used to be able to bend dimes." Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: so he was taken out by, but he was taken out by a technology that didn't exist when he was born.
1: That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. I feel like yeah. God, God didn't good know way, that there'd yeah. be. Yeah, that's a, could, a good way to get taken out. He by could technology. fight
4: bears and cougars and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the car, you yeah. lose. You lose. You can't. always lose. When he was 85, he could have taken on the car. Sure. At 104,
1: he's just too frail. At that point, are you? What are you working on now, Tom Lennon? Are you working? On uh, we're
4: about? working on a pilot for NBC called The Strip.
1: You got a sweet ass deal. I read about it in one of those fancy Hollywood magazines. <laughs> Boppa uh, it's uh, That's yeah. a good term. It's, uh, right? The Big Bopper magazine. It's
4: very exciting. So we shoot it uh, in April with uh, Beth McCarthy's directing it. Who directs Thirty Rock? Yeah, I know. I know did, Beth uh, McCarthy. Ten years of SNL, and she's just awesome. So she actually directed the pilot of Reno Nine One One too. You know, Beth Little used to work five. at
1: MTV. She.
4: A lot of people did worked at MTV. Everything. She did tons of unplugs and things. She just she was like the master of. Live television mm-hmm. so uh, it is set in Las Vegas it's called the strip set in Las Vegas set in North Las Vegas, which is the residential
1: <laughs> yes. the, res- the
4: residential side yeah, yeah, where yeah, there yeah. is no far or far away it's so it's set, it's set at a, a disgusting restaurant in a strip mall on the other side of Las Vegas where people live.
1: That's <laughs> you know it's funny because like, to me like when you see the strip I, I you kind of feel like. Ah, Vegas is gross but shiny, and yeah, then you get yeah. a block off the strip, and it's you're it's you're in They're a trailer park.
2: Well, They're large
4: county, <laughs> people want, This is our second show that we're working on set in the state of Nevada, yeah. which we're sort of just obsessed with. I'm, I think I'm obsessed with the state of Nevada, and I think we you I'll gonna go to, go to Parump or Needles, yeah, uh, or Searchlight is next. Searchlight, um, but I think Nevada is so interesting because humans, without air conditioning, humans could not live there. Right, yeah, Like we would not survive. So it's <laughs> identical to the surface of Mars.
1: Yeah, it is. Which is we
4: could not survive without special equipment and technology to keep us alive there. We
1: will not live there. It really is That's like, why I it love is like it. if someone said, uh, we're going to go set up a, a circus midway in the Gobi Desert. Yeah, really? Like, why would we you...
4: can't we can't live there? Well, we can bring a bunch of stuff
2: that'll keep yeah. us alive. There's a dome above yeah. the entire town.
1: In the old yeah. days, they would have had elephants blow with their trunks to into <laughs> yeah. vats of water that would cool and condense in the par- air.
2: My parents lived in South Lake Tahoe for a bit, so I spent a lot of time in Reno. Oh, right on the Carson cusp there. City. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's incredible, like how desolate and depressing Carson City is their capital and is one of the smallest, dumbest cities. I've ever seen in my life. It was it's, probably it was you go probably through
4: Carson's faster than you'd be very surprised. It was yeah. probably
1: happening like in the late 19th century, like Carson City. We're on the way up.
2: Yeah, you know Carson <sighs> City um, celebrates Halloween. The City of Reno, one time. Carson City celebrates Halloween the day after because uh, October 31st is Nevada Day. Right. What? And so they uh, they make the town celebrate Halloween. That's where on, everyone dresses up like on, sand, on and Thursday then you go Thursday, and, get, and you know, people give Saturday. you rocks.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. I had to apologize to Reno because like in GQ magazine I accidentally called them a disgusting trash pit.
2: That's Sparks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> accidentally, uh, it was. I was kid. It was a total joke. They should know you're kidding. It was a total though. joke. I was Grand Marshal of the University of Nevada Reno Homecoming Parade.
1: That's as, so. as yourself. The, Dangle. Uh, as Dangle
4: as Dangle. Yes. Yeah. Do people uh, recognize you as Dangle? Not very much. Not less and less, especially with the brown hair, less and less. Right. Yeah. Occasionally.
1: If you yeah. had, like, you know, if you had the costume on, obviously they'd recognize you. Oh, but. for sure. yeah. <laughs> There's
4: but, a woman yeah. with a baby in your yard. If that woman doesn't shut that baby up, <laughs>
2: whose baby is that?
4: I don't know.
1: Lady with a baby. Yo, man, that that the woman yard. with that baby's getting closer, man.
4: She's hey, let's coming see, in. Let's, let's see if the baby will say funny stuff on Did the Did you bolt the doors? That baby's pretty good friends with Weird Al.
1: Hey! <laughs> Here come a baby. Not even wearing clothes, that baby. What are we on time wise so far? Uh, fifty-two. Oh, we are. Yeah. We'll probably wrap it up
3: soon. Two minutes. That get means a baby oh, clock. Get, baby get that guy. baby
2: in here. Hey,
0: I wonder, did the,
4: did the guy who wrote your uh, your intro song
1: write you an outro song? <laughs> I, um, we'll have to check. I- check through the files. Let me let me just dig through the archives to see if I. Uh, if I uh, uh hang yeah. on. All
2: right. Stretch, stretch. It's gonna Tom? take a minute to find
1: it. I bet. Does that mean yeah. do stretch? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take. A, what, I don't understand, Tom. What are those hand signals you're doing? Why are you? Oh,
2: oh. So. Oh.
1: <laughs> what do you like about things?
2: All of a, but not sometimes. Mostly all the time.
1: Sometimes I, but then other times oh. I like to do it as a treat. A treat, yeah, yeah. Just every once in a while. <laughs> you going to any Dave Matthews concerts this weekend, Matthew? Uh, August twenty third, Hollywood Bowl. Oh, well, how are you gonna how are you gonna are wait, you a big, wait that long? Are you a
4: big Dave Matthews. He fan? is a
3: uh, he's huh. a freaking Dave Man- Matthews vampire. I've seen Dave Matthews oh. more than you've seen
1: Morris. Dave Matthews mm-hmm. is his is his who's head Dave vampire. <laughs> I you guess know, still me. Uh, da-
2: the one the biggest <laughs> cover bands, one of the highest money making cover bands in the South is uh, DMBCB, uh, Dave Matthews Band cover band. Really, I, like, a, heard I like. I did like a small, like little tour in the south once, and it's when, like, every, like all the guys are saying. When, usually, we make a lot of money when we have DMBCB coming.
3: When uh, Chris said, uh, "Oh, we could talk about how you like the Dave Matthews Band so much," Jonah looked at me like I had terminal cancer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which you will get if you keep on listening to Dave Matthews Band.
3: <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, here's another snob.
2: 45 minute jam song. I'm not a. I'm not a snob when it comes to music me? for the most part.
4: Mike Showalter and Mike Black were down in North Carolina, like. 14 years ago uh-huh. like during some state tour and we were in some bar and it was really super crowded and it was like Dave Matthews band is playing tonight and we never shut up and stood in the back and talked just being dicks the whole time and <laughs> never listened to the band <laughs> and if we said anything about them we just cracked jokes about how much they sucked
1: <laughs> and did, every, did everyone get upset and about it? and then
4: years later I realized oh that was the Dave Matthews band that we were oh just you didn't kinda, realize it that too never, never knew no because we
1: were just being assholes was mm-hmm.
3: this jam band yeah Oh, I found, I found the song. Let's you
1: found it? Well, before we do the uh, outro music, does anyone have anything they want to promote that's
2: coming up? I don't think we can, because when, when is this going up? It'll, hopefully it'll go up soon. We'll just promote it, and then if it's passed, then it's passed. I don't... We got our premiere coming up. Web Soup. Mm, yeah. I'm doing uh,
4: The State on MTV from 1992 through 95. <laughs> that's, I mean, some of this stuff isn't passed.
1: Oh, I understand. <laughs> so people can catch that in 1992. Uh,
4: again, okay, for the Time Machine crowd...
1: So the state—it's a political show. All of
4: the mid '90s, I'm doing like a goofy. It's like a hearty, hard goof, goofy, goofy jamboree. I wish <laughs> you
1: would do some type of Viva Variety kind of oh, show.
4: Oh, wouldn't that be great? Next year at uh, Sketchfest. You want to do that? Why don't we do a live uh, <laughs> live Viva variety. variety?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that'd be Done.
4: awesome. You know the people there, I believe.
1: Um, I want to play a character called Johnny Blue Jeans.
4: Perfect! Can oh my god, wouldn't that be great? But we don't have. <laughs> to, we oh. we invite Black, but we let you play Johnny Bluesians. <laughs> I want no. to play an actor like, hey, named hey, hey, hey Black, maybe you can you can just introduce the show, and then oh, I want to go. give him
1: a reason to be more awkward around me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but
4: he can't help but He's just like that. No,
1: I love I love Mike. Yeah. He. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Sounds playing, like he's uh, tuning uh, up. Uh, uh, I, I, do you, do you find the, meant,
4: Matt? Careful with that, please. the
1: button. I want to get Mike. I want to get Mike on the show. Actually, at some point, if he'll do it. Sure he will. I don't, know, I don't know if he will. He's a very sweet guy. He is a sweet guy. He emailed me once and he was like, It hey. just
4: doesn't come off in the way he acts.
1: <laughs> 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 or thinks. Or cares.
4: Yeah, or the things he says. <laughs> but he really is.
1: <laughs> He's just one of those super smart guys. Yeah. that, that, that yeah. you know, You're know. you like, I don't know. Do you hate me right now? Mike Are you judging I, me?
4: Mike Black and I at our old house were having a conversation. He was in LA for the day. And we sat down to like talk on the porch. This was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened. And a pigeon fell from the sky and died in between our feet. Like We both sat down and said, hey, how have you been? Two, one 1,000, one bird falls dead from the well, sky. Well, you get up and leave us. at that point because nothing's
0: going to top that. It was a
1: pretty
4: weird sign. It was not quite dead. It was 90% dead. That's grounds to end a friendship. I think that's what the
2: gods are saying there. It felt pretty. It was pretty wow. weird. Is that
1: when Mike just reached down and twisted its head? <laughs> it <a>, said... <laughs> Tell Jesus, tell Jesus, I said, "What's up?" (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah. So our web soup premiere is March third, Wednesday at eight p.m. on G four. And I don't know when if if this gets up before February thirteenth, I'm performing in Austin, Texas at La Zona Rosa. You can go see that. We have San Francisco In San Francisco. Joan and I are going to be in San Francisco at the Punchline in the in on the twenty third. The second story. That's
4: the second story place. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's, it you, you put it's your, up on the second story up there. It's in the second story of yeah. the business district, which is It's a,
1: right in the Embarcadero, yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. It is weird. But it's a nice club actually. Great, right It's, yeah. my, it's a great club. It. I like it, yeah. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. club. Um are you uh, are you doing any live shows? Uh no. I'm uh raising a baby. Working on a sitcom. If you ever not, get to see, not in that order. Obviously. If you ever get to see Tim Lennon live, you should see Tim Lennon live. He does. You do do stuff sometimes. We've done a couple shows. Oh, we've done together. a couple shows.
4: Yeah, I open I didn't open for you. I did a set before you did a set you before at, me. Yeah. Uh, Impro, that was a great, great show.
1: That was a great show. The Largo show. Anytime, happy telling, to do that. Those, that Largo show you did was awesome. That
4: was a really fun show. Some good folks.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Well, thank you for being on our inaugural Nerdist podcast, and in utter defiance, I mean, literally just spreading our assholes at sports.
2: It's our, it's our Super Bowl special first show, Spectacular.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we'll do these weekly. Uh, Matthew, did you yes. were you able to find...
2: Uh, I got it right here. <laughs> just
3: say the word. Oh. That's
1: it! That's the guy! Yeah. This is the outro music. It's Guys, it's going to be even better than the intro music, I promise. And if that's even possible... Well, he had, when I brought him up here from Ecuador, he had never seen snow, and oh. so he just wrote about uh, winter stuff.
2: Yeah, we should make Nerdist sc- sc- scars now.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> guess like, we'll uh, let's do it next time. Yeah,
2: so doesn't the outro usually constitute That's the end of a show? Probably. Oh wait.
1: I don't know. Does it? Nah. This is the first one, so I don't know how this works. You know Tom, what's weird
2: is order a pizza. I've We're never seen
1: I've never seen Tom or Los Abuelitos in the same room together. Tom, you went away! You what? missed the oh, intro. Uh,
3: it was
4: so good. I was just out rolling out some pizza dough. It's
3: just a file. We could play it again exactly.
2: <laughs> <for> <laughs> just,
3: just have to hit this button. We
2: really gotta put some slide
1: whistle into that, that song. Oh uh, just overdub it.
3: Want one, one slide whistle to go. take
2: us
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> and he nailed it for the end. The end.
0: Now leaving nerdist.com.